Welcome to Learner Unlearning. I'm Dr. Howard Lerner, Superintendent of Burton County Special Services, and this is part four of four podcasts relating to special education and related services in Bergen County. Today, we're focusing on serving students on the autism spectrum. Our guests are Sandra Melicherek, Principal of the Autism Continuum, Jackie Dubel-Craig, Behavior Department Director of the Autism Continuum, and Meg Basillo, Case Manager of the New Bridges Middle and High School. Welcome, everyone. Hello. Thanks for having us. Uh, let's jump in. We're going to start by hearing a little bit about the types of students in each of your programs. And why don't we start with uh, Sandra? Our favorite topic, the students in our program. So the, <laughs> the Autism Continuum provides educational, therapeutic, and behavioral services to students ages 3 through 21. Uh, primarily, our students have a diagnosis of autism but our services are really provided to any student who can benefit from our teaching methodologies, specifically applied behavior analysis. Uh, we have programs located in six different municipalities and welcome students from seven different counties across New Jersey. Uh, thank you. Um, why don't we turn it over to Jackie? Sure. Um, what I do and what we do in the continuum for students with autism under the behavior department, we do utilize applied behavior analysis and we utilize it throughout all of our self-contained programs in Bergen County Special Services, but we also do outreach services. We do set up in consultation models where we'll go in and work in different public schools throughout the state of New Jersey in multiple counties and set up programs for individuals with autism or just provide consultation services for individuals with autism, ranging from social skills, functional behavior assessment, um, to some programs where we have six to 13 classrooms that we're helping run for other districts. That's great. And not to put you on the spot, Jackie, but do you know how about how many districts uh, we service in the state? We service 16 other districts, though there are lots of other districts that will consult us for what we call a one-shot FBA or a one-time parent training. We have multiple districts where um, over 20 where we've gone in just to go do a training on autism or applied behavior analysis. So if we go into these 16 or so school districts, we're really helping the local school district uh, keep their students in the local public schools so that they don't have to send the student out of district necessarily. Is that correct? That, that is exactly right. We're helping them maintain least restrictive environment for our students. We're helping them maintain um, skills that they aren't uh, able to provide. Many times these districts call us their experts uh, in quotation. They want us in there so that we can train their staff. Sometimes we're in there just temporarily. We'll just go in there to get their staff really trained up and ready to service these students that could be difficult for their, their staff to handle until they're ready to. Right. So we are the autism gurus is what you're saying. We are. <laughs> we like to be. Great. Thank you. Meg, why don't you tell us about New Bridges? So um, great segue, Dr. Lerner, because uh, Jackie mentioned how we can go into other districts and help them with our area of expertise. We also have, um, for example, our New Bridges Middle School High School is a Bergen County self-contained building where those students who are not able, for whatever reason, to stay in their districts work um, alongside with us. And for example, in the New Bridges building, 
Uh, we have middle school students uh, from seventh and eighth grade age up through high school, and we graduate our students at 21, which is different than a typical high school would, would graduate. Um, we, uh, we work with students on the entire spectrum, and a big area of our focus, uh, in addition to academics, is functional life skills and preparing them for independent adult living as much as possible which may include a day program, possible employability, or uh, just the pure ability to be as independent as they possibly can in their daily living skills. Great, and uh, I, I just want to indicate to everyone out there that the New Bridges Middle and High School is located in our newest Bergen County Special Services building that was uh, erected about five years ago at this point. Um, and we do have a special part of New Bridges uh, in terms of the horticulture program. Could you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So our, our goal is to really provide the students with as much of an inclusive experience as they possibly can. And one of the things that we do is uh, we even work on um, a greenhouse, which is actively uh, well, not in the winter right now, but um, typically growing some fruits and vegetables. And we use that as part of a farm to table lunch program experience. So the students are growing, they're experiencing the horticulture, and then they get to reap the benefits of a healthy lunch program. And the attention to details. So New Bridges has 21 classrooms. Um, we are thriving with fabulous. All of our teachers are special education certified. Um, they've had uh, formal ABA training. Our teacher assistants are RBT trained. Uh, we have certificated OT, PT, and speech, as well as gym, art, um, and phys ed. Uh, in addition to that, we also have a copious amount of behavior specialists too. So it really is a one-stop shop for all learner needs. Um, and, and as you said, the holder culture piece is, is great. We've got a gorgeous state-of-the-art uh, outdoor facility with a huge soccer wall and uh, a lot of other fun um, interactive experiences for and, them. And I heard that you have a very nice relationship with our sister school district, Bergen County Technical Schools, uh, and their landscape design program. Um, I was able to talk to the other superintendent and get that that done. Is that correct? That is absolutely correct. It was really <laughs> exciting to be able to, uh, to partner with them and to, um, to have some special uh, planting beds built outside so that we could further extend the use of the greenhouse and, and really uh, extend the experience for the students. Great. Hey, Sandra, um, as the principal of the entire continuum, can you just, uh, in, a, in a more global general sense, you know, talk about uh, the uh, autism continuum here at Bergen County Special Services. Sure. Uh, it is a continuum that is filled with expertise. Um, obviously, being an autism program that uses applied behavior analysis to drive all that we do, um, that is at the core of everything. And as Meg mentioned, our um, board certified behavior analysts who are part of our, our very skilled department are really are integral to our day-to-day -day, uh, instructional success. However, it's really 
the entire faculty that sort of drives um, the program forward each year. We have uh, a faculty that is very well trained in the instruction at all of our sites. It is um, a faculty that really leans to the expertise in each department. Uh, we're an ABA program. We have a, a focus on the functional skills, but a, a very large portion of that is a functional communication training. So our speech and language pathologists are very integral to the success of the behavior plans that are, are designed so well by the behavior specialists. And then of course, the occupational therapists that can come in and help us with some of the sensory integration. All of those pieces put together are really what make the program what it is how unique it is from other programs out there. And we are really uh, always working to provide that consistently across all of those locations. Uh, it's, we know that it's best for the students and we know that it is um, something that's been successful in so many different settings in the self-contained programs, in the console models, and um, even in the smaller uh, projects of jumping in and training a school program and then, and then leaving them with that good good information to move forward. Yeah, I, you know, in the autism continua, uh, and I know all three of you had made mention of this, but we do have three types of programs. Our standalone uh, schools, our host site programs, where we rent space in a local public school and then create a program uh, that's open to the whole county. And then our consultant-based models where we're in a local school district that hires us as a consultant to actually run the program for their students who may have autism. Um, so those are the three types of programs. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sandra, we, we probably services clo service close to 300 students with yeah, autism. A little, a little more than that. Our consult models great. especially have been growing in leaps and bounds. Um, if you think about the program that Jackie uh, supervises, it started out with one class uh, not that many years ago when it is um, about to move from six to seven. And our Tri-Valley program, which started out in uh, Bergenfield and Dumont with uh, I think around 35 students. And now we're up uh, just about at 90. Um, this school year. So it's it's been very effective for those local school districts. And it's wonderful to know that um, the students can be educated in their local uh, school building where their siblings or um, neighborhood friends might be attending and have the expertise of Vernon County Special Services at their fingertips. And it's, and it's, uh, it's really good to, uh, as Bergen County Special Services, we, we're really one of the only special services north of Mercer County that has many programs. So we're in uh, a lot of school districts and a lot of counties, and we also accept students from a lot of different counties. Um, Jackie, I know the, the program that Sandra just mentioned, the consultant-based model over at uh, Passaic Valley, um, you know, that's Passaic County. And they contacted us and uh, we opened a program, uh, as Sandra said, with, with one class. Can you tell us how many students did we have in that one class? And how, what are we up to now in, the, in seven classes? 
Well, I can tell you, and it was a struggle. You know, I, I need, when I say we opened with five kids, it was five kids kind of begrudgingly opening because all parents understandably so don't ever want their child to be that new student in a new program and understanding. It was a lot of groundwork. We spent about two years on the groundwork just to open a class with five students. Um, that very first year we expanded to nine after just a few months. So oh, we had great. nine students by the end after five for a summer program. We are now up to, uh, we just got our numbers starting to come in for next year, 47 students. And wow. we're in our sixth year now. Right. And um, it's my understanding that those 47 students that would have come to Passaic Valley would have been sent out of district if they didn't contact Bergen County Special Services and partner with us to develop a program right in their own school district, which A, is more efficient, more effective, but certainly less expensive uh, than if they sent those students out of district. Yes, they would have probably about 30 students out of district at this point, had they not. Um, right. We also, and I think this is so important for other districts or even parents to know, sometimes you hear ABA and it's synonymous with autism and we think of a, a classic uh, case of a student maybe who is nonverbal or a student with some problem behavior. Uh, but we really are lucky enough to service students across our entire spectrum, which I know we'll talk about. Autism is yeah. such a spectrum with different cognitive and verbal abilities. And here at Passaic Valley, we have classes where students can be somewhat almost on grade level and go into the general ed class, but need help with social and language skills. And then we have all the way, which you typically don't service in a general ed, students with severe problem behavior, severe language deficits. Right. Um, and I think that the, our sending districts or consult model districts are really so happy and surprised to see these kids there with their siblings and with their neighbors where they would have been sent out elsewhere. That's great. That's great. Thank you. Okay, uh, we're going to move on because I, I recently saw a TED talk with uh, writer and editor by the name of Steve Silberman on the forgotten history of autism. I'm going to play a clip addressing autism rights and the neurodiversity movement. Take a listen. One way to understand neurodiversity is to think in terms of human operating systems. Just because a PC is not running Windows doesn't mean that it's broken. By autistic standards, the normal human brain is easily distractible, obsessively social, and suffers from a deficit of attention to detail. To be sure, autistic people have a hard time living in a world not built for them. Eighty years later, we're still catching up to Asperger, who believed that the cure for the most disabling aspects of autism is to be found in understanding teachers, accommodating employers, supportive communities, and parents who have faith in their children's potential. Okay, I guess the from that clip and, and listening to uh, Steve Silberman, I, I wanted to ask uh, all three of you and whoever wants to, to jump in, uh, first is fine. What methods are we using to educate neurologically diverse students? When I think of uh, Jackie's reference to the spectrum of uh, skills that our students have, 
um, that to me really speaks to neurodiversity. So every every one of our learners is very different and has uh, skills that can vary greatly in, in various domains. So at the core of what we do is to look at each student as an individual. Um, there's a very common saying out there that if you've met one person with autism, you have only met one person with autism. They really uh, truly are, as we all are, unique um, individuals. And in order to support the best acquisition of skills for students, it's important to know what makes them tick, what makes them run, what motivates them. Uh, that is what makes all of us uh, strive for great things in life is to um, be motivated by something out there. And uh, Jackie will uh, speak much more eloquently than I to uh, behavior interventions, but that's a big piece of it. Uh, really looking at the student as an individual. I think that our speech and language therapists and our, our teachers are really cued in to building a relationship and gaining the trust of those students so that they can learn that about them. What will motivate this student? What are they interested in? What do they like to do? Um, it's a, um, an approach that really does uh, have a, a personal level to it. Really getting to build that relationship is uh, key to really getting to know the nuances of each and every learner. Jackie? I think to jump on that, when we look at that behaviorally, it is so important to note that uh, with neurodiversity, we talk about not just, it's not that it's a deficit, that it's different. So when we look at our students, we're really looking at what their strengths are and how can we foster those strengths to be the most independent and most fulfilled student we have. But whenever we write a behavior plan, if there is a behavior we wanna reduce, something that may be harmful, we're always looking for that replacement behavior. How can that student still get what they need and how can we play on their strengths and use their motivation so that they want to do it? We're never asking a square peg to fit in a round hole. We're not saying you need to do it like us. We're saying you need to do things to the best of your ability in a way that's gonna make you happy and fulfilled. And this definitely goes along with how we're looking at our post-21 work. I think it's, it's really interesting. And one of the key, you know, key things that I've really seen this, um, you know, the dignity and, and respect for individualized students is that when I, um, I have the privilege and the opportunity to meet uh, any new coming student during an intake. And the intake process gives us an opportunity to sit and meet with um, a team for the student ahead of time. And we have a behavior specialist with us during that, that piece. And we ask them these questions. What does your student learner uh, enjoy? Um, tell us about the behaviors, tell us about the strengths, tell us about the weaknesses. And, you know, it's, it goes into a little bit more depth than what a typical, you know, we just need your medical information and you're ready to go. Um, we, in essence, at Bergen County Special Services are prepared for the student before they even enter the building. We are empowered, the staff, to know what to look for behaviorally, uh, if they have a behavioral plan, what is already in place, what works, what doesn't work. Um, we work alongside with the parents. Uh, a lot of clear communication. Um, I, I think that's, that's key and just full transparency and communication with the families as well. And um, 
what one of the best ways I think to sum it up is to really say we figure out how each learner learns individually, and that is how we teach them. And Meg, if I could just add to that, because we keep talking a lot about the behavioral piece. And I think sometimes when we focus on that, we seem to forget that behavior isn't just something that we want to decrease or something bad. When we're talking about the behavioral aspects for our students, we're talking about every behavior. We're talking about increasing language. We're talking about um, increasing independence. We're talking about speaking. We're all, we're talking about um, playing, social development. I think we're a we talk about applied behavior analysis as our backbone because this neurodiversity is we're teaching all skills, ones we want maybe to decrease, but all of the ones we want to increase. And those are all talked about at our intakes. Yeah, Jackie, that, that's an excellent point. I uh, really appreciate you making that uh, clear to our listeners because focusing on the positive is very important for all of us when we're dealing with students with autism. Okay, um, I have another clip. Uh, it's another TED Talk. Uh, this one with Faith Cole on what I learned from my autistic brothers. Now, I cannot deny that there have been some challenging moments in my family. Moments where I've wished that they were just like me. But I cast my mind back to the things that they've taught me about individuality and communication and love. And I realized that these are things that I wouldn't want to change with normality. Normality overlooks the beauty that differences give us. And the fact that we are different doesn't mean that one of us is wrong. It just means that there's a different kind of right. So what are your thoughts on how autism is viewed. So I, I absolutely love this, this clip. It's sweet and sincere and, and comes from the heart. Um, I think, you know, when, when I think of, of how we've really addressed this, I'm, I'm really led to think about our community-based um, instruction and our community-based experiences and how um, we're constantly working the balance between protecting students and protecting families and exposing them to uh, real world experiences and what that what that looks like um, and how we can give the students and the learners the opportunity to develop real core skills first in the classroom, then throughout the building and eventually in the community with that, um, you know, empowering them to advocate for themselves to the best that they can participate actively in the community and present um, you know, the debunked theory, right, of, of, you know, oh, hey, here's somebody that's helping, you know, bag my groceries or someone that's working at, at Marshall's, and they are indeed someone with, with autism. It's not that, you know, scary stereotype that, that we see. That's great. Thank you. Anybody else? Yeah, you know, I have to agree with Meg on this one, it's such a fantastic clip because I think it shows the passion and I work with some of the most passionate people. Uh, you know, they just love what they, I, I will tell anybody in any training that I have the best job in the world. I just, I work with some of the greatest kids. I work with, you know, nobody goes into the field to work with kids with autism for uh, the money or the time. It's really such a, a, a great group and you never take anything for granted. You know, sometimes, 
when you have a child you've been working diligently for five years, six years, who never said a word, and they say that first word, how can you not love what you do? You know, it, it's just very, very true. Very, very true. Sandra? I think that the growth of our consult model programs really speaks to the growth of understanding of autism in the general public. Um, if I think back to 20 years ago when I started um, and how unknown the methodologies for intervention might have been to the larger community uh, and to where we are today, where it is um, productive to have students who need a lot of intervention and a lot of support uh, right there in, in their home school building. And that, uh, by that one small step into those walls of that building helps us to educate that larger school community so that the um, teaching population in that building and the students, the gen ed population in that building are learning about um, the things that this uh, young lady so eloquently said about um, that it is lovely to know people who are not normal in uh, the typical way that we might think of it, that they all have something to bring to the community. It's a, it's a nice thing to see the gen ed kids come in and uh, do some reverse mainstreaming with our students so that they can be a good model for our students, but also learn to appreciate um, our students who are so honest and truthful in all their actions <laughs> and um, and words. And it's uh, it's another giant step, you know, and we're looking forward to see what the next uh, next 20 years brings. Well said, Sandra. Thank you. One of the, the things that I've always appreciated is I don't think I've met a child whose quality of life hasn't improved. Not all kids get to where you want them to be. Not all kids are, are going off and, and, and living, you know, we have all these great lofty goals, yet every single student I go home at the end of the day feeling good because there was one thing that might've taken years, but there was something that has improved their quality of life. And I think that's something Bergen County should be proud of. Okay, well, I wanna thank all of you, Ms. Malacherik, Ms. Basillo, and Ms. Dubal Craig, for taking the time to have this discussion with us today and for sharing some of these incredible strategies that you're all using to address the needs of students with autism here at Bergen County Special Services. And to you, the listeners, thank you for joining us for season two, episode four of Learner on Learning.